0: How you doing? My name is Jason Hammer. Guy Relford filling in for Big Nigel today. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Let's keep it local. Let's keep it here in Central Indy because it's been a busy week, two weeks of body cam footage being released to the public, Guy. It was last week where we had the video of the officer that shot a suspect in the back, But that suspect had a firearm that he went out of his way to get from his car and ran with it. Exactly. That body cam was released last week. We had the Greenwood Police Department's body cam of the mall shooting released. And we're going to get to that here in just a second. But just a few hours ago, a press conference wrapped up featuring the Marion County Sheriff's Department and the Sheriff Carrie Forrestal. This was in regards to the July murder of Deputy John Durham, who was strangled by his own handcuffs by some absolute lunatic. So the press conference was earlier. They released a lot of footage, some body cam footage, and Sheriff Forrestall said that staffing issues were a part of of why
1: this tragedy happened in the first place. Two people should have accompanied him to the two deputies should have accompanied him to Eskenazi when he was charged with murder. Well, staffing has probably got too complacent because we're so short staff. People will make decisions uh, that aren't in their best interest, whether that's the deputy, the supervisor. Uh, we have changed the, um, a roundabout of supervisors so we get a fresh eyes on, on different sections so that any learned bad habits could be overseen or corrected. So, Guy,
0: if you're the family of Deputy Durham, how does that make you feel
2: hearing that? Well, I have a, a question, which is who's responsible for staffing? Is that purely a budget issue? Is it an allocation of resources issue? In other words, if you've only got so many people, you, you, you decide where you're going to send them, where you're going to deploy them. Um, is it a prioritization issue? Because i got to believe that the safety of my deputies has got to be a priority if I'm the Marion County Sheriff, um, and in this case Sheriff forstall um, and again, i'm not I'm not pointing blame, but that's my question that I have, which is who's responsible for staffing? And when he says they're understaffed, why is that? Is it purely a recruitment issue? Is it a budget issue? Does that mean the city of Indianapolis and Marion County aren't allocating the resources uh, and the finances to where they need to be to keep our officers safe and to keep the public safe? Because this guy was, although very briefly, a, you know, an escaped convict there for a while. Very um, violent. And very. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so I got to be, you know, safety of the, my officers, my deputies, and the and the public have got to be my first priority. So to say it's a staffing issue to me raises more questions than it provides answers, because who's responsible for staffing, and, and why are they understaffed? Those That's what I want to know. This
0: sounds like a complete cluster you-know-what yep. from the leadership of the Marion County Sheriff's Department. And again, there is no media outlet in the city, no show, more pro-law enforcement than we are here at the Hammer and Nigel show. But if I'm a family member of... Deputy Durham, I'm not real happy with that excuse. This wasn't like this was a guy that stole a candy bar guy. This wasn't somebody that, you know, stole a TV. This was a violent piece of human trash that not only beat a pregnant woman, ultimately shot and killed her. We're talking about a murderer here. So the press conference goes on. And these are the changes being made at the Marion County Sheriff's Department moving forward.
1: All off-site medical transports for inmate shall require two deputies during transport. All off-site medical appointments are conducted using two deputies or combination of one deputy and one detention deputy, never two unarmed deputies. Drivers shall radio to the officer in charge of Eskenazi upon the arrival supporting the hospital visit. They'll provide additional security at the hospital. During the visit, presently, overtime, additional overtime is being used to accommodate the increase in staffing required to complete this transport. A heart defibrillator is now affixed to the wall inside the adult detention center Sallyport. Vehicles entering the security gate to the Sallyport will identify their agency and the number of prisoners on board. The control clerk will radio processing to the visor of the arri- arrival, and processing will meet the incoming driver in the Sallyport. Strict compliance to firearm storage enforced in the security areas. As of August 30, 2023, there are 196 individuals in custody for murder. Assessments began for sizes and appropriate housing to change the entire population into the entire murder population into red uniforms as an outward reminder of policy variations for anyone charged with murder that leaves the adult detention center. Immediate remedial measures, including our training academy staff providing additional belly chain retraining And they will also conduct complacency training soon. We are renewing our request for cameras for the Adult Detention Center transport wagons. So what I heard right there, Guy, was we didn't train
0: our staff very well. And yes, we have a few changes. But what that really was, and somebody in the YouTube chat pointed this out, it's a re enforcement of what they should have been doing in the first place
2: well that's right and, and what I didn't hear and one of the first questions that came into my mind was you know once last time you got in a taxi that didn't have a barrier between you and the taxi driver I mean that's just standard right and that's for that's for you know, a presumably law-abiding citizen getting in the back of a taxi. Well, why don't we have that kind of a barrier in the vans that are transporting these prisoners? Why was there nothing to protect Deputy? Dur- not only perhaps another officer who's there to control the inmate, right? But he's in the driver's seat. This guy's sitting behind him, and there's no barrier between a, a violent, convicted murderer and you, know, you with your back to him as you're trying to drive the van. That just seems like way too much opportunity for for violence and mayhem when you've got that kind of a prisoner and and that kind of a failing of of equipment, it seems to me. That's that's a primary question I have as well uh, as as everything else we've just heard. And I get the staffing issues.
0: I mean, IMPD, they desperately need bodies. The Marion County Sheriff's Department, they desperately need bodies. I totally understand that. But when you're dealing with a lunatic at this level, again, this wasn't somebody that broke into a house right, and exactly. stole somebody's TV. This was a murderer. You make plans to have two people. That seems like that's common sense. Exactly. Uh, Greenwood police, they have released the body cam footage of some of their officers in regards to the Greenwood Park Mall shooting that took place in 2022. Now, there are other departments that are assisting in this. I know Southport police arrived. Beach Grove police had a hand in that. Some other folks as well. But here's a little bit of the uh, body cam footage audio that we pulled from the video from the Greenwood Police.
1: What you need? What you need? You good? You want it blocked off from here to there? Wait, we need to be checking doors on stores. If the gate's not down, check the door. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa! Anybody in here? 8th, I think anybody in here? The- Police Department, anybody back here? Okay,
1: come on out with your hands up, guys. Come on out. We're good. Okay, come on. You're fine. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. Just keep your hands up, guys. Keep your hands up. Come on out. Keep your hands up. Keep your guys' hands up. I'll follow behind you. Follow this group. Follow this group.
0: So that was the police going store to store after the gunman had already been shot and killed by Eli Dickon. But they didn't know. That the whole situation had been resolved at that point. So they're going store to store, telling people to get your hands up, escorting people out to safety. A little bit of uh, what went on that day.
2: Yeah. And, you know, um, since I represented Eli uh, as his attorney, I was actually able to see the security video of the shooting itself uh, and Eli's response. And, um, and, and, and I got to tell you, I mean, I've, I, over forty years as an attorney, I've spent a lot of time interacting with law enforcement. Uh, a lot of that's been good. A lot of it's been not so good. But I have been entirely impressed with the Greenwood Police Department and their response to this shooting and and their uh, conduct of the investigation as well. I just think um, Chief Ison down there uh, did a fabulous job. I think their officers uh, turned out uh, to to really display that they're well trained. And I just have nothing but positive things to say. And I think anything you saw in that video or heard in that audio is uh, is also consistent with that, that these, um, you know, th- these folks, you know, without... A- Obviously, a lot of experience in responding to a mass shooting situation with, thank God, there's not that much experience to have uh, here in Indiana, and what we've had is too much. But what they what they demonstrated, I think, is a very well-trained, very professional department, and I have nothing but, but, but positive things to say, and I've seen things the public hasn't seen, including right. the, the actual shooting itself and the initial response when law enforcement arrived on the scene. And the thing that this body cam footage
0: reminds me of is that As well as Greenwood and Southport and IMPD and Beach Grove all did their jobs there, responding, doing everything right. Imagine how worse that would have been had there not been a good guy with a gun in that mall.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I I, I went uh, to a training seminar that was part of... The Indiana or the National Association of School Resource Officers uh, that was held right here, and a guy named uh, Ed Monk, who's the literally the, the the national authority on mass shootings. This guy has spent 20 years studying every mass shooting in American history, going all the way back. And he put on a, a seminar about what we've learned from the, our history of mass shootings. And and he basically said, in order to keep casualties under double digits, you need a response in the first 10 seconds. I, I, I think about that. You need a response from someone armed and someone will someone willing to deploy lethal, vicious, violent, deadly force. In the first it, he said 10 to 30 seconds and if you're not wow. if you don't have that capacity you're going to have double digit fatal not fatalities but casualties in the sense of of de- uh, dead or wounded and and he and he, he threw the numbers up he showed the statistics and all the mass shootings and, and who died when throughout these and 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 that is a perfect example i mean we had three innocent people die in greenwood and i never want to forget that because a lot of people look at it like it's a huge success and obviously it was in the sense that more people weren't hurt we had three and some people die, but that's because Eli responded in 15 seconds. 15 seconds from the first shot the bad guy took Eli Dickin as an armed private citizen carrying a gun. And, oh, by the way, carrying a concealed firearm that Joe Hogsett wants to eliminate Marion County. So does right? Jefferson Shreve. And so does Jefferson Shreve wants to revoke constitutional carry. They both want to limit the opportunity for anybody like an Eli Dickin to do what he did in Greenwood, but an armed private citizen interrupted that shooting in 15 seconds. That's why you had only three casualties
0: man we got a loaded show for you today we've got hurricane updates we've got updates on where joe hogsett may have been during the riots we've got updates on dr jill speaking to westfield and mitch mcconnell freezing up again just a scary sad situation so we've got all of that, but we're going to have fun, too. You know how we get down here at the Hammer and Nigel Show. So stay with us all afternoon. Guy Relford's in for Big Nige at 93 WIBC.